Hello, this is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, with me, Michael Kuehl. And me, Roger Bell-West. It's uh, getting on towards autumn, but it's not quite there yet. Not as hot as it was last month. Which is good. Roger still hasn't put his scythe to the bottom of the garden. There are things lurking out there. Roger, I'm not saying the words tentacular or squamous, but there are things lurking it out. It hasn't been raining enough. Good grief. Um, and this month we're going to be talking about the difficulty of doing gentler role-playing games. And also we will be taking part in an annual ritual, which we'll get to. Right. But, but first, we need to take part in a monthly ritual, which is thanks to our donors this month, uh, John Dalman and Mark Graham. Thank you very much, guys. Bless, blessings be upon you from a great height. And since we're not very good at this whole base commerce thing, uh, future Roger jumps in to point out that if you would like to join this august bunch, paypal.me slash rogerbw is the way to send us money. And now, onward. still where we are. By the time you hear this, this will be September. And RPG A Day, that annual fest of uh, of intrusive questions, will be over by then. But we go through it um, every year because it... Well, because we That's do. one of the questions. That's what, we'll, we'll get, get back to that. To that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Alan, starting at the top, uh, what do you love about RPGs? Uh, see pre- our previous... I refer the Honourable Gentleman to our previous answers. Well, I think quite a lot of those could, could refer back, but uh, I, th- I think, in short, build, uh, building a person who isn't me and, and working inside their mind. Building a world with other people and making it real. The folk art of it is... is It's a collaborative folk art done on very small scales. Um... People like all the best folk art, it's not really designed for an audience. Well, no, no. Um, God alone knows some people actually like to to watch it, which is very strange. What is the first thing you look for in an RPG? I was going to say um, a good index. Um, background first, and then rules. Yeah, I, I start, tend to start with, what does this game offer that the games I already have on several shelves don't? Yeah, which that, could be could be summed up yeah. could be summed up as why why don't I just run this in GURBS? Um, usually, actually, it means a distinctive <laughs> setting. Yeah, um, I'm I'm obviously open to interesting new mechanics, but it's the setting that again that also that I look for. Yeah, I, I don't want just another fantasy setting with the names filed off mm. and just another game system that does all the same things because I've got them. Right, um, we've got lots of them. We have too many of them, to be honest. Yeah. Um, if there are only some way of us to immensely clear out our shelves and, and our computer hard drives, some of them might be old enough to be valuable. There's a tempting thought, but no, the valuable old one, old valuable ones are the ones I want to keep by and large. Though, though if anybody really wants to copy the first edition of Superhero 2044, I, I'm open to offers. I'm never going to run Lords of Creation, am I? No, the odds are against with the it. adventures in the box. Oh, good grief, nobody, nobody's. There, there, there's, there's the universe tempting me to say something foolish, but uh, yeah, I, I'm never, I'm never going to run Lands of Adventure, but it's, uh, it's uh, a piece of um, 
history and and a personal um, uh, and a personal connection with Lee Gold. So mm. anyway, no that that that, t- that took us way off the topic. Oh, what gives was... the game staying power? For me, that's a setting that is easy to, easy to engage with mm. and easy to extend without breaking stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, so at, at, yeah. at least the basics have to be laid out and reasonably consistent in the core book. Because it, unless it's a D&D setting, no publisher is going to produce adventures fast enough for me to run them without running True. out. I'm going to be writing my own stuff. I want to be able to write my own stuff without coming into conflict yeah. with late, later publications in the universe. Yeah, I, I want, I want a, a game which will tell me what I do first and inspire me to what I, I do next. It's got to, got to answer both questions. Hmm. What's the start and where does it go from here? And there should be multiple wares and multiple I, layers I can plunge into. Yeah, I do, I do like the, the thing I've said before, a trend in the last few years of answering the question, who are we and what are we going to do? Fairly explicitly in a game mm. setting these days. Yeah. Um, most memorable NPC. Oh, most memorable, I think, uh, was Mrs. Whalebelly, or as she insisted it be pronounced, Mrs. Wibbly, um, who <laughs> was a, a who was an old lady living above a chocolatier in uh, in Treadroy in my um, Bainstorm game, who turned out to to be uh, the immortal. Though not an aging uh, Countess of Wellborn, um, who had, uh, had who had been part of the crew which sailed to the other continent, climbed up the the mountain of it of eternal peace and sat on the throne of the Creator for a few minutes. Um, <laughs> she eventually got her youth back and is currently roaming the multiverse and causing chaos, doubtless wherever she goes. <laughs> I find these quite difficult to answer because I. I don't really have gaming stories all that much, which is odd given how long I've been doing it. Yeah. But the the one that came to mind was Hiram Maxim, in a world where he was the inventor of the aeroplane, which which almost was our world. Yeah, Sir Hiram. Well, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he was basically the the party's patron as, as they went off inventing even more barking things, <laughs> and making the first transatlantic flight. Well, yes, I wouldn't. Uh, most favourite recurring NPC, I think that has to be Scarlet, um, who is the dragon I blamed things on in my Bainstorm, in another set of my Bainstorm-based games. Um, he lived up in the mountains between Card- Car- Cardiel and uh, and Zahud, and um, and basically he would send uh, send players off on interdimensional missions for him. Uh, when 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 I didn't have anything else I could get them to do, um, he also rearranged the history of the universe on them at least once. Yeah, the, the one. Oh, that... and he 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 had sex with human women, and and a child by by one of his human lovers, um, and was regarded by all the other dragons as a complete pervert. Seems reasonable. The the one I wanted to be memorable uh, wasn't that that was the uh, Astropus in Transhuman Space, mm. um, uplifted octopus uh, designed for working inside pressurized environments in zero g. This one was a bit smarter than most. Yeah, and the party realised, hang on a minute, this is a trouble magnet. We are having nothing to do with him beyond the basic rescue that we've been contracted to do. Thank you very much. That's, that's very that's very blocking and, and nay saying of them. Entirely accurate though. Well, uh, so, so I will instead say the the um, daimyo in a campaign I ran many years ago, the Wild East, 
um, where because of various things acting differently, uh, the Japanese had, had um, colonized uh, North America mm. across the Pacific. Um, who, whose catchphrase while, while giving a mission to the PCs was ensure that the world hears that this was done with honour. Hmm. Because he was a pragmatic sort of chap, but couldn't admit that he was. Uh-huh. Okay. How can players make a world seem real? Engage with it. Ask questions. Subcreate. Yeah. Um, take chart that you're not Without the GM's permission, you're not going to affect the, the major things. Though, I would say, accept a suggestion of, uh, from my players of, shouldn't there be a god of um, X, as there are all of these other other gods, if I was yeah, doing a or, or the, this is what my character's home life is like, is that yeah, okay? That, that's, that's, yep, that's Well, fine. no, no, I'm almost always going to say, you've got, you, you've got an Uncle Zachary who you don't like. Yeah, no, no, fine, fine. He'll, <laughs> he'll make an appearance someday. <laughs> Well, it seems it seems he's died and left left you his house out in the country. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's your aunt Petunia. How can a GM make the stakes important? Oh, this is the, a tricky one. Tr- tricky to parse. Um, my my feeling is how how to um, cause the players to think this is something that matters, as opposed to this is something that we can walk away from. Yeah. Um, trouble trouble is. Uh, the players, players, a lot of my friends have my own aversion for response to responsibility, um, and, and I have to sometimes remind them they are playing heroes. <laughs> I think the tricky part, and I don't have a clear answer to this, is finding a way to make it matter to them and for them not to feel paralysed by the importance and their own comparative impotence. Mm. I think I think you have to build up. Or, or make them assume from the start, I don't know how you do this, their own significance in the world and their own right to um, uh, to, to, to take action. Uh, one of my, my one of uh, Scarlet's um, cat's paws, Lady uh, Sarasson de Lacey um, of the Order of the Stone, is, is, a, is a perfect player character for this because she assumes, yes, that there is a vast interdimensional necromantic conspiracy and she is the one who is there to frustrate it I thought that was paranoia no oh, well. no, no that's megalomania uh, it oh, looks like enough. megalomania but the, uh, or, or, or a delusion but the evidence is that she's completely right well I don't Yeah, there, there are various models of generations of role playing but I think it would be fair to say that a lot of early role playing is basically about threatening life and limb of the player characters oh, oh and a lot of modern role playing yeah um, these days I tend not to so much, um, but I am more likely to threaten things they care about, so their mm. reputations, their loved ones, their jobs, things like that. The world? That's where I keep all my stuff. Correct. Um, I, I feel... I've been reading uh, uh, Bubblegum Shoe uh, recently, and that has to tiptoe very carefully around the fact that the sensible thing for the uh, teenage sleuths to do would be to take this to the authorities and get them to de- deal with it. And it's uh, a and convention it's of the genre that this never works. Yeah, the genre is also a few years old. In, in the modern day, in a lot of places, the teenage sleuths wouldn't actually be able to get out unsupervised anyway. They, they have the internet. They'll be fine. <laughs> okay, uh, how can we get more people ro- uh, play? Harpoons. 
drug of them. Uh, I was going to suggest um, if we could uh, find a royal patron, that would be nice. Mm. There, there's there's geek in the in in the royal fa- family genetics. Uh, George V was an uh, was a noted uh, stamp collector. All we need it for is for it to manifest in the right way. Um, it's too late for Charles's sons, apparently. Oh no, you know some people come to uh, to gaming quite late in life, and uh, uh, but and it's too early for uh, William's son. Uh, but the, I'm sure there are cousins out there. And let us not forget the ladies. Let us not forget the ladies. Uh, you, you have demoed to people who are new to role playing, I believe. Yeah, and I'm actually going to quite possibly soon. Uh, be playing with a novice uh, GM. My niece's boyfriend has expressed an interest and mm-hmm. I am going to have to go along and be a player and be very, very, very diplomatic and encouraging. I'll tell you what needs real diplomacy yeah. when somebody else is, is running a game written in a world that you created. You've done that? Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> How has the game surprised you? Oh, my. Um, yeah, and you say something, because I'm a bit... Well, any game that's any good surprises me. Yeah, yeah. I was, it, it, it's a collaborative creation with you know, three to seven people in it. True. Unless it's completely straight-jacketed into you go down the hole, you kill the thing, you come back again, and you sell, you sell your loot, it's going to produce unexpected things. Yes. I, I, I can't pin down a specific example, because every, every game will do unexpected things. Well, I have, I, I have been badly surprised by games a number of times um uh but i think um uh, feng shui the first edition anyway surprised me by the ease of um of getting into the uh, of getting into the mindset of the of the genre of of you know go out kick things um uh, and come back and triumph the, the action advent, adventure thing. I'm not sure. And then the clues will fall into your hands. Then the clues will fall, get get captured by the enemy, and they will explain what's going on to you. <laughs> um, I, I I'm struggling a bit with this one. Uh, maybe I'm old and cynical. Oh, that, that, there's a game mechanic to to use. When, when the villain monologues, he gets villain points. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why else do you think they do it? <laughs> because it's fun. Because, well, so I've heard. Because they're egomaniacs. How has gaming changed you? Uh, maybe not for the better. I have some <laughs> writing projects, and I find it very difficult to write outlines of fiction in advance. I write to find out what's happening, and it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the, the reason I game is to find out uh, what, it's, what, what is happening. Um, yeah, there's a writer who has an ongoing blog about writing advice, and yeah. I do occasionally drop into that. This is exactly a thing that that, will, that is applicable to role-playing writing as well, and this, on the other hand, is, is completely different because mm. this is where the players come in and do, do their thing. Um, I did a little calculation when I saw this question, yeah. and I have been gaming for more than three-quarters of my life. Yes, and... So it would be more relevant to say, how has gaming not changed me? True. True that, um, God knows. Things I've okay, things I have done that I probably wouldn't have done if, if they hadn't come up in games. Learned conversational Russian. Russia. I've forgotten most of it, but that's that was why I did it. Uh also found out quite a lot about the Second World War. Hmm. I, I seem to have, have have delved more deeply into mysticism 
and from that philosophy that I'm, that I'm really suited for <laughs> because I'm not a mystic. It's it's very sad that I'm not. Yeah, get the get the beard and hair a bit longer, eat more mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I've got the figure of of a Buddha, but I I'm not sure I have the enlightenment of a Buddha. I was thinking more Rasputin. Rah, rah. Onwards. Um, wildest character name. Uh, this is this is a weird one for me because I do try to have names that fit the setting. Mm. Um, so it's you know Savoric of Mansell in a traveller game. Yeah, having established that Mansell was was one of the relevant noble houses on that planet. Um, that Doctor Bruce Murder Howell mm. was was going to be my PC in a, in a CSI type game that never actually happened, mm. but I generated the character for it anyway. But the, they're sometimes a bit odd, but usually odd within the confines of the setting and by the standards of the setting, rather than just wild. Well, yeah, I I do like quirky names. Um, I I was uh, one of my re- most recent character characters was Doctor Evadne Pring, a philosopher and time traveller who has been disturbed to discover that her proof. Um, that it is impossible to change the past doesn't actually apply. Um, <laughs> she probably traces back to one of my early D and D characters, Maud Maud M A, who uh, was was the ninth level uh, ninth level wizard, who was the highest level character I ever got in D and D. My my wildest character name, however, was for an NPC, which was Fortitude Elephant, who was a character in the Everway setting. And the reason I remember him is that five minutes later, after I named this NPC, I couldn't remember what I'd called him. <laughs> My players have never let me forget this. If I ever play a pirate game, I am going to have a character called Damned Jones. Because? From, from, from a um, very very strict... Um, I can't remember which particular mob it is, but they're, they're, it, it's one of the one of the civil war factions. You, you would probably recognise them. Who who used who liked um, basically useful moral catchphrases as names. So it's short for if the if our lord had not died for thee, thou wouldst be damned. Jones. Yes. Yes. The, the, there have been they historical examples of, of fly fornication who obviously got shortened to fornication. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this character concept. Oh, hang on, hang on. Can I can I stick it stick in the yeah. fact that that uh, my friend Graham keeps pestering me to allow a character called Harry Ask Bob into my games? I've resisted so far. Mm-hmm. All right. While this character concept again, Graham, um, this isn't mine. I, I I I'm not sure I do really wild character concepts. Um, they all seem perfectly mundane to me. Um, but uh, but Graham had because he what didn't want to learn the magic rules. Came up with uh, with a, a, uh, a magician in Ars Magica, whose shtick was she could do just about anything, but only if she uh, did the spell nude and by the means of interpretive dance. <laughs> Which here tells you how far Graham will go to find a loophole and uh, and mm-hmm. avoid doing any further hard work. I think I would have. I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned this character before, Vajra, a, a an AI in transhuman space. Uh, its memories start at the point where it, where it was in the middle of applying for political asylum. I wonder what I was just doing before I... Yeah, all right. It, it, it is guessed that it probably did something bad during the war. Um, but but it has taken up Buddhism. Um, 
largely because of cultural background, but it seems interesting in that the reincarnation has obvious parallels with moving between cyber shells. Yeah. Uh, it also took Faroe citizenship for tax purposes, so it's been trying to learn about Grindadrup, the, the traditional whale hunting. Though um, He's unlikely to participate. Well, it's, this doesn't really go well with Buddhism, one has to admit. Well, I was just thinking that, 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 that a shell that could do whale hunting would be a little specialised and highly... Um... No, no, it's a shell that could do traditional whale hunting. Of course. And it, and it is therefore capable of drowning and so on. That, that would be how one had to do it. Well, well, no, in practice I think all of this happens in virtual reality. Because, is... because after all the whales would have to be paid to participate. That's true. That reminds me of Bubbles in, um, in Questionable Content. Who's, mm. a, is, who's a retired war bot who's managed to lose all her memories of everything she did during the war and is starting afresh. She still terrifies people when she wants to, though. Mm. All right. How has your play evolved? It has indeed died and been replaced at least once. Mm. This is actually true. Um, sometime in the mid-1990s, I suddenly realised while on my way to run a game that I'd absolutely no idea how I was doing this stuff. And I had to reinvent GM, oh. my GMing technique completely from scratch. Uh, the centipede's problem. Yeah. I, I've evolved more towards preparing less and um, taking inspiration more from the situations I find myself in. It, it probably arises from the fact that I, am, I seem to have, with at least one of my groups, very little ability to control the pace of the games, they will go off and they will find other things to think about and talk about and worry about. All of which are excellent things, but I'm not at the point of climax and I've got too much or too little, so I have to be able to pick up and throw in new ideas mm. and um, find the background that I didn't know was there until the moment I found it. As far as I'm concerned, if the um, players are enjoying it, I don't mind how long they take. What's unfortunate is when all but one of the players is enjoying it and the other one wants to get on with things, but I'm working on that. Well, it's even worse if all of them want to get on with it, but the one who's enjoying himself. Yeah, but then, then, they, can, then they can shout at him and that's fine. Mm. Describe a failure that became amazing. Ah, uh, blah, blah. All my failures are deeply depressing. I'm mm. a miserable sod. Pretty much my feeling too. Um, I still have minor ambitions for that cyberpunk campaign I, I wrote up a while back and then people didn't feel like playing because it was too depressing it's I, now I, looking optimistic so you know I'm full, I'm full of, of of stuff I want to go back to and get right this time but uh, but that, that by definition has not yet become amazing a tricky RPG experience that you also enjoyed when a star decided to be helpful it was Aldebaran, I believe. We 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 were traversing the astral. Yeah. And um, the the GM's approach to a random encounter table of the astral is, um, I I believe, the uh, an encyclopedia of, uh, the encyclopedia of fantasy. Mm. Flipped to a random page. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 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 uh, we, we, we met the star and we got to talking with it because it seemed better than cowering in fear. And it decided to be helpful. Hmm. And well, that that did, in, did indeed end the um, battle that we that we were trying to end. Uh, okay. It had the potential to get um, a bit iffy. I I don't know about mate about about um, about about tricky 
Tricky for me is when I don't understand where the player is coming from. I have one player, my name's no Patrick, who is an irritable fellow sometimes in real life. And sometimes I can't tell whether it's him or his character who's cutting up rough to something I, I'm pulling in the game. I am always delighted when I discover it's the character and not him directly that's feeling pissed off with what I'm doing. Um, it, it would be really nice if I could tell the difference mm. every time, but I can't. Um, so every time it reconciles into, oh, oh, that's what you meant. Um, but the, the, but, uh, but his, um, his ability to absorb the mask of another person and distinguish between himself and his character is, is not as good as, 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 as I've ever seen. But then that's true of a lot of people. Mm. Describe your plans for your next game. At the moment, um, I am working on a couple of side issues, which are going to be one-offs, one uh, of which we'll talk about later. Um, and But my main uh, idea for my next game for the Wednesday Night Group is to take uh, the newly published RuneQuest Glorantha and use it to do Dorasta, a supplement, a high-level supplement for RuneQuest 3, which I've had on my shelves ever since it came out, which I've <laughs> never thought you'll, uh, that they had the character levels to to deal with. Um, and uh, But it's going to be a bit of a project, because for reasons I'll come to. I think this question is the tell-me-about-your-character equivalent when for, applied for GMs, to GMs. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have detailed plans at the moment. Um, I, def I definitely have in the stack to run with some group at some time the thing we've been talking about the last last couple of months, Infinite Worlds, with, with a Mission Impossible tinge to it. Yeah. With, yeah, with rotating characters and so on. Uh, I'm planning to try some Doctor Who Adventures in Time and Space. Yeah. Um, fairly lightweight system. Might might be good for Tuesday nights. That, that's it at the moment, though I'm sure, I'm sure more will come along soon. The best compliment you've had while gaming... We're at Roger's house. Of course the knives are sharp. Ha! 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 Well, r rather than specific incidents, though, um, when, when the players get involved and start speculating about uh, things that aren't directly related to the campaign, um, in the World War II game, um, one of the players ha has a long email correspondence with me looking at bits of the fighting that the player characters aren't involved with. But which will which will go differently because of changes to history, and so let, let's examine how 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 are they likely to go differently? What are the options, and so on? Uh, that, that, that that is a compliment that it, that yeah. You know, other than the form of gosh, you are wonderful. The the, the 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 best compliment is the longevity of my two regular groups and the people that, mm. who stick with it, and the people who set who say, gosh, I think I could do that GMing thing as well. That's that's the best compliment I've got. Mm. What art inspires your game? If we're talking visual arts, and I think we probably are because the next question, then pretty much none, really. Uh, uh, I, I, yeah. so, I sometimes try, try to uh, make some myself to get, get an idea of things like what the spaceship looks like. but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think floor plans count as art, um, except in a very limited, um, strict sense. I, I have used... Um, Inspired by Everway, I have used uh, fantasy art cards to generate the characters on at least uh, one occasion for other games than Everway. 
Um, the most inspiring, one of the most inspiring things I uses of art was, uh, I think I've mentioned this before, my friend Hartley um, using a pop-up poster, uh, I think it was the cover of a of a, of a music album of islands floating in space mm-hmm. um, with water rushing over the edge. One of the more annoying things um, was Jenny's enthusiasm for uh, what's his name, the architect who created La Sagrada Familia Gouda? Gaudi, Gaudi. Um, which she, she incorporated very tediously into one RuneQuest game. Sorry Jenny for listening to it was. <laughs> I really hated that. And more interestingly into an over the edge game in which we were stuck in Fairyland and trying to finish the Fairyland mirror of, of La Sagrada Familia. Um, but then it won't be a mirror if it's finished. Yeah, that's also true. But I uh, and I, I muffed getting our reward of going back home again, which is you know <laughs> just to, get... to be expected when you're dealing with elves. Well, well it's expected when you're dealing with me. To be perfectly frank, what music enhances your game? Okay, I, w- I want to split that into two parts because I generally don't have music while playing, hmm. uh, though uh, I do usually have uh, put together a playlist. Uh, when I'm preparing for games, I, ha- I have a fairly extensive music collection. Uh, putting together a campaign playlist is campaign playlist is one of the things that helps me define the mood of the campaign. Mm. Makes me feel I've got a handle on it. Like like choosing the name for the campaign. Yeah, it doesn't do much in itself, but it it causes me to feel that 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 I have a thing to build off. I uh, I plagiarize lyrics very often for my. Uh for my, my games, for titles, for individual episodes, and sometimes for whole games. Um, the, uh, I'm afraid that Paul Simon um, is the most memorable incident. Um, he fed a lot into my uh, Mage the Ascension game, which I think mm. is, right, is right for the mood. And, and again, I don't do, I don't do a, a, a background uh, music, mostly because the spaces I play in isn't really, isn't really friendly for that sort of thing. If I if I played more at home, I might do. Um, I, I've, I've tried I like it, but Alan I don't, Parsons, I don't feel I like as much. I the Alan Parsons project, too. Hmm. But uh, that's just for the general feel. There are several Alan Parsons tracks which make me think in a in a fantastical way and which which give me a, a feel feelings rather than specific ideas, though. Mm, th- thinking of lyrics, um, when I was running Duck Conspiracy, I, I ran in the end, um, I think, three or four separate campaigns of it with different groups, mm. and each of which was titled based on lyrics out of the Leonard Cohen song, The Future, which, if you know the song, is pretty appropriate, really. Um, the the one I want to use for, for Atmosphere, though I have, haven't quite got the setting for it yet, is uh, ELO's Here is the News. Which I don't know, but we can, we'll put it in the. In, a cure has been found for good old rocket lag. <laughs> Which game mechanic inspires your play the most? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> my, my answer to this is simply anything that gets out of the way and doesn't try to take over the story. Yeah, anything that allows flexibility without crippling me. Um, too many game mechanics. Too many game, game mechanics assume an, uh, an, an answer, and if they are generalized mechanics, especially if they are 
one mechanic per uh, one central mechanic for the game, um, then they then they reduce too much possibility of expansions. I've not yet found the perfect um, generic system. I keep hoping. Mm. Yeah, well, one of, one of my vanity projects that will never happen is um, GURPS with a machete taken to it. How, how much? They've got. There's one chap who's got it down to a page. How much more machete can you apply? Well, no, the thing is, I, I, I want to keep the bits I like. Yeah. But I want to do things like cutting out a bunch of the powers that only ever get used for NPCs and things, and rationalising some of them into, okay, this is just a special case of uh, of an odious personal habit. Let's not give it its own separate disadvantage. Yeah, there that, is a that, bit that, of that sort of thing. There is it, a fair... it, it would be a huge task to do. It would be comparable to making a GURPS 5th edition or more work than that. And only for you. Yeah. So I'm probably not going to do it. Right. Which dice mechanic appeals to you? Well, there are a lot individually. There are a lot of them. I I like the 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 hero quest mechanic, though I've never really made it work uh, in a game. It's one of the 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 one of the mechanics where I say which restricts rather than liberates. I like uh, the slightly similar Pendragon um, res, a central D twenty resolution mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um. So so yeah, it, it, there are there are plenty of those. I think I, I look for fine detail at mm. least at least around the edges. Uh, the the five percent steps you get with the D twenty feels quite blunt to me. When you've got a half percent at the end of a three D six, so if your if your core mechanic uses three D six, you can say if you roll a natural three, this unexpected thing happens without it happening one time in twenty. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, or, yes, the GURPS mechanic is is very neat, and we do play play a lot of it. There are people who have a strong objection to roll three d six underneath a target number. I don't know why. I don't understand why. Well, the the, the idea that a, that a plus one is is worth substantially more mm. um, in terms of probability at, at in the middle of the range than at the ends. Well, yes, ha, but... ha, has an aesthetic offensiveness. I don't think so. It merely, merely well, it says does. it's hard to get better when you're really very good. Which non-dice system appeals to you? Uh, well, I said before that mechanically um, a pack of cards is only only a 52 or perhaps 54, if you include the Joker's uh, sided dice. Mm. Um, so, um, But, but, but it, it lets you do a different thing, which is draw without replacement. Hmm. Yes, that's true, and it complicates matters. But I, de- I still, <laughs> I still think that uh, the, the the pack of cards is not conceptually that much different from rolling hmm. a dice. Um, so I will go for a different pack of cards, which is the Everway deck, which uses a tarot-like thing to interpret what's just happened. It's very fluid, but I don't get players objecting to it. Where when I when I when I use it, it seems fair and mystical and artistical mm. to them. I have occasionally used um, tarot fortune telling techniques mm. on myself to to jolt some stuff loose from my subconscious because that's kind of what it's for. Yeah. Um, however, I, ha- I have a specific answer to this, which is I'm going to be running a test game of Dreamlands, which has not been published yet, a Lovecraftian mm. game in which you're basically manipulating words. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be running that at YSDC. Well, just before YSDC Games Day, 
and, yeah. it, and it looks really quite interesting. I've been skimming through the rules, and uh, th- th- this will eventually. Is this I, a role-playing game or a it camp? is? It is a role-playing game. It is a very free-form role-playing game, mm-hmm. um, and it's basically you, you. You've got some words in front of you, and if you can work one of your words into the description of what you're doing, then that gives that that gives you a benefit. Mm. That sort of thing. It, it, it looks interesting. This will either turn into a session recording or it'll never be spoken of again. <laughs> Uh, what game do you hope to play again? Oh, there are so many. I'd like to play Hero Quest again because I'm an eternal optimist. I definitely want to run Ask Magic again because I think I might figure out a way to actually do it. Um, and and there are so many that I think those are the ones I'm, I'm going for at the uh, at the at my top of my yearning list at the moment, but. I've got a large bookshelf full of the things, and and sometimes things just pop out at me. Yeah, I, I still have a soft spot for Blue Planet. Um, I don't particularly care about the system, but the setting looks interesting. Okay, you want oceans? Well, uh, I, I know a reasonable amount about diving anyway, but um, gene-modded and uplifted humans and, and moderately alien aliens and very alien aliens, and mm. I... I I get the impression that it kind of ran out of secrets because there were about four or five big secrets that gradually became developed over the adventures they published and they didn't really bring in any more. Mm, so that, that would need work. But I, I just there's yeah, an appeal need, about it. Yeah, yeah, to do that they'd need Blue Planet the Next Generation or something. Which RPG do you think deserves more recognition? Um, Warp, the core of the original Over the Edge, which I sort of fear will go out of um, the the... Hobby's consciousness with the with the new edition, excellent though it may be. I've published an adventure for that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I would say um, GURPS because well, people keep thinking it's dead. Yeah, there, there is this feeling that if it's not producing hardback books or indeed physical books, it doesn't exist. And yeah. well, um, no, there are lots of other games that don't do that, and they still exist, and no, nobody's saying they're dead. Yeah. Um, all right, Pyramid is coming to an end, but the people who were saying this didn't um, accept Pyramid as a GURPS thing anyway. It, it was a mini GURPS supplement every month, and they said, oh, well, nothing's come out for GURPS this month, it's dead. So I, I, I spurn these people, I have no interest let, in them. Let them, let, 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 let them be cast into the outer darkness, or at least the fringes of the outer darkness, until they repent. Uh, what Name a game that had an impact on you in the last year. Well, apart from the negative impacts, I'm going to say uh, RuneQuest 6 again, because it, it got me thinking about Glorantha, Glorantha and um, and thinking about de- doing something um, on a scale with it, rather than just uh, small things. I get the impression that it, it's start, starting to leak, leak bits of Pendragon into it as well. It has. They have dribbled and stirred um, some bits of pen dra- dragon into it, including the stuff about um, about taking care of your home community, um, and passions are also also in there, um, the, which are very which are as dangerous. I'm not sure if they're as dangerous in the new RuneQuest as they are in um, in Pendragon. We shall have to see how many people rush off the battlefield screaming madly. Mm. Always good fun. Uh, for me, the uh, 1930s. Uh, investigative slash horror slash magic campaign 
that I've been running, Leave Not a Rat Behind, which got started as uh, Roger doesn't have time to do much development work, so let, let's get this up and running in a hurry. And it has taken off in directions I didn't particularly expect, which it, which is always good. I mean, this is the thing that happens with players. Yeah. Uh, that's the one with all the fe- the all-female cast? Yes. How's that working out? Oh, reasonably well. Um, but it is the nature of, of this particular group that they don't like playing outsiders, so, that, so they are making you know, contacts and so on yeah. in a reasonable way, and that's fair enough. Um, but but it does mean that, that that while they have a friend at the police, that they, this is this is not the sort of friend where you can say right we we want this building done over. Mm. Yeah, the I think I think we should recommend mention at this point because it's is the theme strikes me as similar um, that uh, that Cthulhu related book you recommended to me, Wintertide. Yes. Yes. Rosanna um, Emmers. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I've read that, and I'm reading the sequel now, and it is at least partly about about uh, women in a world where they can't call very easily upon the authorities, even though mm-hmm. they have friends and enemies there. Um, Gaming ambition for the next 12 months. Okay, well, I think I've mentioned most of them already. I want to get... I really, really want to touch... I, I, all right, big ambition. I'm going to Kraken... Uh, the Kraken, which is a Glorantha-themed, mostly, uh, gaming event at a castle in Germany in October. And I'd like to shine there, please. Um, this probably fair. means me actually finishing a couple of the projects I'm dithering on. Um, and we know what my record is like on that. Um, but uh, but I, can, I can but hope. I'm not sure it's an ambition as, as such, but there is a non-zero chance that the World War II campaign will come to an end in the next year. Um, be- I, my, my forecast is it will probably be between one and two years from now. Mm-hmm. But you know, we, we're in late we're in late '44. Yeah, things are moving. And you you said at one stage that you plan to have a twenty years later cap to well, it. Well, some years later. All right. Possibly the coronation of Elizabeth. Well, that that would be symbolically interesting. Um, your your characters have come up uh, are called upon to ward the Abbey. I'm still thinking about what what form that will take, and it will depend to some extent on on how the, how the thing ends. Anyway, it, it's it's not going to be a world very like the the, the post war world we've known. That that much is clear. Russia has gone all weird. Uh, I don't like this. Difference. Oh, right, it's doing it weird in a different direction. It's doing earlier. All right. Um, a great stream stroke actual play. I don't do this very much. However, I will recommend the recent uh, Grognard Files um, sample uh, given of their Knights Black Agents game, which was themed around the miners' strike, which I enjoyed listening to and thought, ooh, that, 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 that sounds like great fun. Uh, the, obviously, the one I'm in, most involved in, Watson Hall, uh, it, it's great and wonderful, and, and everybody should be listening to that. Mm. Uh, if, if it's one that I'm not involved in, then yorksothoth uh, have a large um, back back collection. Basically, they they have played through pretty much all the classic Call of Cthulhu adventures, mm. uh, and they're, they're a great great bunch to listen to. Who's inspiring gaming excellence? You're grateful for not in public. I'm British. Um, I will. 
I will mention Greg Stafford, and I will even mention Robin Laws, though he does irritate me. Um, for saying yes, things I can disagree with. Yeah, he he's defined a coherent position, which is which is not a position that works for me. But at least I can say, right, well, I, I want to use that aspect of it and not this other one. I I I like Greg's creations. I'm not I'm not enamoured of him as a as a game mechanic uh, writer hmm. because I have tried some of the Pendragon supplements that he's self published, and they are a bit. Um, wonky in places. Similarly, Ken Height, who often often has very interesting settings, mm. um, I've, I've very, I find him pretty terrible on game mechanics. Mm, then I'm, again, I've most I've mostly read the stuff he's written for GURPS, so that that may differ for other systems. I, I don't think he he is particularly GURPS savvy. Mm. I I find I, I I love his his settings for for GURPS. Um, some of the Bits of Knights Black agents, I think, don't work as well as he thinks they do. Um, but I had problems with my my Knights Black agents game, which may have been mostly due to uh, the players not getting the assumptions of the setting. That that or seems to be a thing that other people have reported as well. So that that may be some. All right, game, so, so, so we, we we list anyway. people where we admire but are slightly irritated by. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's anybody um, whom I say I, I would like to um, throw out my current GMing style and run games like that person. Yeah. Where we came by our GMing style by hard, bitter experience. <laughs> A friendship you have because of role-playing games. Roger! Well, yeah, probably. I mean, we didn't we did know each other more or less before we got, in, got into hmm. the role-playing side of things. And it probably helped that we that we, I moved in just down the road from you. True, I I uh, I know some of the people in my I I knew some of the people in my Monday night group from science fiction fandom before we started gaming together, but and one of the people in my Wednesday night group I would have known from from science fiction fandom even if we hadn't met by uh, by gaming. But mm. a lot of, a lot of people, and as I think I've said in response to a similar. Um, question before it was gaming via the dreaded Dave Rowe that got me into um, uh, the uh, that got me into the Far Isles, which is a, <laughs> a major part of my life. Yeah, I would also say the Cambridge group for me again. Mm. I'd met uh, John yeah. in passing. But, uh, yeah. Something you learned about playing your character is that something you learned about playing your character? I guess. Ah, oh, well, I discovered in a in a lot that my last words are likely to be "Not yet, you bastards! Not yet." <laughs> Honestly, it was a perfectly perfectly um, honest piece of of role playing. Came straight from the heart. I I've discovered how to be how to act more intelligent than you are. Excuse me. Consistently. Oh, hang on, hang on. You're acting more intelligent than I am. No, I'm acting more intelligent than I am. Oh, right, yeah, they, they teach that a lot. The, 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 the trick is simply borrow time to think about things. Yeah, my my my, my tutor used to use uh, sucking on his pipe as a means to uh, to cover that. Pipes I, are great, yeah. I, 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 I had a pipe less than a week before I found myself gesturing with it. <laughs> I, I nowadays I I I tend to tend to take a trip to the loo. loo. It's time to think about things. It's amazing how much emptying your bladder releases creative energy. <laughs> 
That's probably something ter- terribly mystical in there about chakras or something. Yeah, yeah. And finally, why do you take part in RPG Wind and a water. day? <laughs> Sorry. Why do we take part in RPG a day? It fills about half an hour. What have we got, got on the clock at the moment? Goodness, 40, 47 minutes. Good, great. It's filled 47 minutes of this podcast, hasn't it? Also, I, I find it interesting and, and enjoyable to look at my own gaming from somebody else's perspective. I mean, a lot of these questions are ones I would never think of asking myself. It's true. Um, it did, does seem... Are we, are, are we getting some of the same questions again? Are they running out of inspiration, or is it us? They're, they're, they're getting... Last year, I thought they were getting a lot stranger. This time, they, they don't seem to be desperately strange. So okay, it's a still bit of a return to basics. But I think I think we've told some of these stories before. You don't object to that, do you, dear listeners? <laughs> we will pass along. In the far north, where the seas roll against the black rocks. And the pine forests shudder beneath the burden of snow. The men of the north sit by their log fires on the long winter evenings, and they tell a tale. And that should be familiar to anybody of my sort of age, as something like the opening of the saga of Knocking the Nog. Um, I recently bought, and I'm having a friend of Roger's paint, a set of miniatures um, of that venerable um, and ancient uh, children's television series. And since I've spent all that money, um, (laughs) I feel I ought to make use of it in my gaming. And I find myself trying to set up a set of parameters for a game uh, which is about adventure and is fantastical, but is also very, very gentle. Um... You don't know anything about Knocking the Nog, do you? No, I, th- I think I must have been just the wrong age or not watching television at the relevant time or something. Well, I mean, it was it was black and white back, back in the... the uh, yeah, but it was BBC, so presumably they repeated it for years oh, well, and years. Yeah, they did a colourised version about the time you would have been um, toddling about. So, uh, so you, you could have seen it, but you didn't. It's about a prince of the North lands who, uh, who goes out and has adventures... Um, he travels across the the sea to the to the land of the midnight sun to bring back back a bride. He um, fights, or rather, um, reconciles himself with the problems of a, uh, a an ice dragon. He has a court inventor who invents unlikely and dangerous devices, hmm. um, and it's all terribly British um, in a very uh, Viking in a very British sort of a way. Um, there's tea. And, and people work, and Noggin spends a lot of time digging in the garden of his palace. Mm. And the thing is, the the uh, that that's sort of uh, reconciling me is, how do I make this exciting and yet appealing, especially for those who don't actually know um, the original? Yeah, uh, the 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 thing that um, particularly brought this to mind after after we first mentioned it was uh, somebody recently on the SJ Games forums was asking about running a GURPS campaign that was essentially about firefighting, hmm. and while well there might well be more physical danger in that, it, it is similarly a campaign that doesn't have person to person or any sort of combat in it. No, um, you're fi- you're fighting an object. You are 
So, but either, and this is a point where Robin, which Robin bring, brings up, either a firefighter succeeds against the fire, or he doesn't. Either well, to to avoid it being simply a, a series of roles against expert skill firefighter, I think you would need to expand it at least as much as combat has been expanded in role playing games. You would you would need to give the players meaningful decisions to make rather mm. than roll and see if you do the right thing. Well, I think part of what... And, the, and I, I think in general the, the thing here is where does the narrative tension come from? Yeah, and the, the answer, obvious answer is the narrative tension comes from uh, the, the players' characters and what they want. For instance, there is um, a character in Noggin called Thor Nogson, who is the mightiest warrior of the Royal Guard, but also is a bit of a coward. Well, that's not fair. He is a man who has to overcome his fears regularly, and on that basis is a very brave mm -hmm. man. Um, but he is somebody who needs to be encouraged to go forward and face the Ice Dragon, and uh, and and needs to needs to be told, yes, yes, you can do it, and. When Noggin faces in the spoilers here, I suppose for anybody who <laughs> who, who still might go out and watch uh, Noggin the Nog, find him find him on the internet somewhere or buy the DVD as I did. Um, when Noggin encounters the King of the Walruses, who's the size of a small island, um, they do mm -hmm. not get into a fight, but he feeds him ship's biscuits and uh, and reconciles the. So that's the sort of thing he he faces terrible dangers. But he finds a clever and polite way around it. It seems to me that this is exactly what the hero quest mechanics are for. Hmm. That you have your mastery level flower arranging. Yeah, we're, we're back to that, aren't we? Yeah. And you use that to solve a problem. Yeah. But you, it also provides you with a means of, um, of, of saying, well, on this one occasion, yes, I am going to pull out my sword and I am going to fight the other chap. Hmm. Um, I, I suspect Noggin really ought to do something about not bad the bad, his wicked uncle, that's a bit more, more permanent than exiling him to his castle across the, the fjord. Yeah, though, though there are genre conventions to think about. Would it, would it still feel like an appropriate game? Yeah, that's, that's a thing I am like, I want to avoid reimagining. I want to capture the feeling of the of the original, which is very gentle, very humorous, mm. and very British. Um, but I would like there to be hints of there being terrible things in the background because there are uh, the ice dragon they meet is is a nice ice dragon and they solve his problem. But there is the hint that the other dragons might not be so friendly if they aren't taken into consideration. Yeah. Look, look, I think perhaps if one, if one regarded this as a model of um, what, in muddled terms of what people want, I mean, there are lots of people in this world, they, they, they want things. Yeah. And then see how, how do those come into conflict with each other? Not necessarily with, with, with the PCs as um, participants in the conflict, necessarily. Yeah. But this is a conflict that they have to solve. You know, you're, you're, you're the king, it's, your, it's, Not, it's a problem yeah. in your kingdom. Yeah. Um, and the means of solution will, will then have to get reasonably inventive. Yeah, you would need layers of of solve this to solve that, solve that to solve the other. To and work sim through. similarly in the firefighting game, if you want it to be more than just here is the fire of the week, 
which, yeah. which would be a fairly game mechanical exercise. It, I, I think at that point I, w- I would start looking at well, okay, um, you know, may, may, the, what are their home lives like? Do the do the soap opera it do, thing? It do, yeah, it does turn into 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 soap opera very quickly, w- w- but, which but, is but, certainly what um, uh, television treatments of this sort of thing tend to do. Yeah, but the, the, there is the temptation to bring the soap opera into the firefighting, and that is go- well, it's good cheap uh, melodramatic dramatic stress, but it also ter- could turn. I'm going to pull you out of this this uh, bad situation, even though you slept with my sister. Yeah, that one. Um, the, the the problem come comes. Uh, there ought to be a failure mode. That is, this is a problem. There ought to be a, a point at which things can go bad. It's the thing about well, the, it's yeah. the thing, thing where, about how do you make the stakes matter to the uh, to the players? You have to if there is always if there are always um, training wheels on the adventure, um, then then you don't get quite the same the same stress, but. And 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 fire fire has to be deadly. Uh, I mm. mean, leave aside my problems with with, with Noggin. Fire has to to mean something. Well, in in the deadly. firefighter campaign, I think it would be quite plausible um, to have player characters dying. Mm. Uh, in Noggin the Nog, it's trickier. True. Uh, you you need some sort of. Well, I wonder I mean, if 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 the players are sufficiently into the genre, yeah, then. Realizing that leaving a problem unsolved would leave everybody feeling extremely unhappy is not is, yes. is, is, well, you know, well, that, that's not an acceptable outcome. I am sort of thinking whether um, I should make it make not Noggin an NPC. He is the the omnicompetent hero in his bumble, who is in his bumbling way always manages to to make sure that everything turns out right. But I'm not sure it would help to bring in more uh, more players. Uh, more potential player characters, more and different mm. kinds of player characters, but on the other hand, somebody really wants to so not not having having Noggin in there is going to be a made as disappointing as a Doctor Who game without the Doctor. Well, if if you're, is this basically episodic? The, the original series. The original series is uh, we're, we're five minutes short, shorts each, building up to um, over. Five, five, four or five episodes to a complete story. So, so, so you could regard them as twenty-five minute-ish episodes. Yeah, but uh, but each has in it a um, something like a cliff, cliffhanger or a revelation at the end of each episode, mm. and uh, and that that's the structure of the story. So that you go from A to B, you you solve problem B to get to station C. Yeah, yeah. So it seems seems to me that this might well be suited to more more to one shots than to a campaign. Yeah, I don't. I don't particularly know. if you're going with, with the specific characters, and as you say, you've got the figures for them. Yeah, I don't know that it that it, that it has um, a long term game in it, but I would like to do the tribute to the Hero Quest is a possibility. You, when we talked about this earlier, you mentioned um, Hellfolk was the other thing that occurred to me, which again is a game I have never played, so I'm going only by my impressions of what it's meant to be about. Yeah, but that does seem to me a game that is designed for this kind of balance between personal stuff 
and procedural stuff. With a heavy em- emphasis on per- on the personal stuff and on the thing is, the thing is, I don't think that for 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 knocking the noggin, it's right because um, the 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 petitioner and the grantor have to give things up, whereas knocking is about finding a way for everybody except knock bad the bad to win. Um, the but, but yeah, so, some sort of system where yeah, I, a, a wants thing, B wants thing, C wants different thing. Yeah. And we we have to reconcile this in some way. It does seem to me, from what you've said, to be the core conflict. Yeah, I I would say that actually Hillfolk might work better as a um, uh, as as the as the core of the firefighter game. To be honest, mm. it, 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 if ninety percent of what you're concerned my, my, my with objection. is who gets the promotion back at headquarters or who's sleeping with whom. Yeah, though. If if I were running it, at least I I would want to have a fair bit of technical detail about firefighting in there as well. And it seems to me that that's not something that Hillfolk really supports. No, it doesn't. Um, it, it it throws away the procedural part part of the game um, as not being at the core. I think what, that's what, a mistake. What I'm after is more of a balance between the two. Mm. In which case, so I, I'm I'm reminded uh, as often in this sort of situation of, of a. Um, uh, Interstellar Scouts game a friend of mine ran many years ago yeah. where it became apparent some sessions in that the only thing determining their promotion was the quality of the reports they were writing. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you, you, you hung over an acid pool and, and, and got the samples and that's great, but the other guy has way more admin skill than you. <laughs> yeah, that's that. <laughs> but if... if if you got promoted, you won't get to hang over an acid pool anymore. <laughs> I, I, there, and and another thing we mentioned was uh, was Primetime Adventures, which I should have reread before coming to this. It strikes me as being less um, hostile to the uh, procedural bits. Hmm. Um, it, it, it's a pretty blunt system, but yeah. but yeah, and that's what makes me think. That something, uh, that if only I really understood it, something like uh, fate would be uh, a good way to, dis- to to get general descriptors of the characters and their particular shticks um, mm. into a few pages, and and to be honest, the 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 edges and different ways of uh, of approaching things strikes me as as uh, a good way to re- resolve this sort of thing, but. Yeah, I think one would want certainly more more narrative in the system than than I at least usually use. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think what's going to decide how I do this is going to be once I sit down, having watched all the episodes of Noggin again. What a hardship! Oh, I'm tortured, I tell you. Um, and uh, and taking copious notes. Is going to be writing the char- characters, which I think could be good player characters. There, there are a lot of anonymous guards in the background, but only one Thorn Nogson. Um, I sort of want to get uh, the Queen involved as well, because she is the the one major female character, and uh, maybe their son, Gnut, son uh, uh, son of Noggin, Gnut Nogginson. Um, uh, as well, because he's cleverer than his father, 
but also a kid. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that, yeah, I've got once I've got the, the characters. If, if they're all going head, to be in it, presumably this is something that has to happen fairly close to home because they're not all going to go off on an expedition together. Yeah, that is a problem because there's also some black woods where the trees move about uh, when you're not looking at them, and I really want to use that. <laughs> anyway. Um, wish wish me good fortune. Um, any last thoughts? This really ought to be easier than it is. I mean, considering all the games that are out there, and a lot of them don't really emphasize combat. It's true. There, uh, there, there is surely a solution out there for this. Yeah, yeah. I become a better GM. I think is probably the solution. <laughs> well, this is something one always tries. Yeah. Well, let us hope that uh, I can make something exciting enough to last three hours. So, if you have a project you're striving at and uh, want to tell us about it, or if... Uh, no, don't send us all your answers to RPG a day. No, Please, there, there are don't. places to do that already. Yeah. But, but if you've got ideas about um, role-playing games without violence... Yeah. And uh, all the other things we've talked about, then you can... Uh, yeah, comment on the forums or uh, email podcast at tekeli.ly. And we'll be back in a month's time. Mm.